Hey, podcast, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shop Talk. This is a great conversation. We caught uh, Jason Everett and Doug Campbell from High Performance Salon Academy at the Data Driven Salon Summit. And uh, what a fantastic couple of days it was spending time with owners from around the country, really brainstorming around what are trends in the industry are happening. And um, I think you'll find this conversation quite insightful and maybe even a little bit of a different take than you may have heard, uh, you know, being talked about openly about last year. A lot of salons doing better than they did before the pandemic and, you know, learning to manage that growth. I think you'll find some real answers inside of this uh, short-ish conversation. And um, just to apologize for the sound, John and I were using clip-on mics. We were catching people in hallways at this show. You're probably going to hear quite a few episodes like this coming up because we tried to catch up with as many people as possible. And this definitely is one of the standout conversations of that event. Um, If you've been listening to us, you've probably heard us mention 124goacademy.com. That's 124goacademy.com. That's something that we launched recently. And truthfully, to our belief, it is the most thorough business program online that you can take at your own pace for salon owners in the entire industry. It's something that we did kind of underground during COVID. Brian, John, myself, and the team at 124go took a look at, hey, how can we help during this time? And we decided to take all of the knowledge that we had in our heads and put it into a really easy to digest, easy to pace yourself course that you can take online. So it's 124goacademy.com. The course is called the Salon Business Blueprint. And like I said, it's the most thorough online course for salon owners today in the industry, bar none. So check that out if you're a salon owner and saying, hey, there's all these events happening, but I wish I could learn at my own pace. Uh, We put that solution out for you. It's $247, so a very low-hanging, affordable fruit that is going to give you a ton of knowledge and help grow your business. Anyway, with that said, thanks as always for listening. John and I love this conversation with Jason and Doug, and we know you will too. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy the episode. The thing about the pandemic that blew my mind is, and this this happened, like, I've been around for a couple of these, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. I was around in like 01, no, 08, okay. been around for a few, right? Yeah. But every time something like this happened, regardless of whether it was a global pandemic yeah. or whatever it was, is it wipes out mediocre operators. Yeah. And so there's two types of people that go through this. There's the people who complain about what's happening yeah. and they say it's really hard right now. And then there's the people that get their head out of their ass yeah. and they decide that they want to do something right. and they crush it while everybody else is still complaining. Yeah. Right, and, and I, I think that's. And it's only that people coming it, it will reinforce it if you are struggling for some reason. You go, okay, it's not me; it's the whole thing. Right, everybody's then struggling. Then they don't fix themselves. They don't say, you know, it's, it's not my fault. It's the economy. It's not my fault. Yeah, it's exactly. Right, right, and, it's, right. and they just get reaffirmed when they come to something like this, and somebody's on a stage that says, yeah, you know, people are struggling. Your numbers may be up, but it's only because you raised your prices. Right. Or, or, you're, you're, or you're flat, but it's because you raised your prices. You're actually down. Or you got more I try clients. to convince people that it's worse than you even think it 
is. Oh, right. Yeah. It's probably because you're in Florida. It's probably because you're here. It's probably because whatever. Or even yesterday, like, well, hey, you know, even with the Salon 200, we're not going to talk about numbers because no, we know everybody had a hard I year know last so year. Many people that are up. Yeah. From 2019. Almost 2019. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Almost right. all of our salons did better in 2020 than they did in 2019, being closed for three months. So right. we made some b very big strategic changes to a lot of the salons that we work with. And, you know, and like you guys did some remodeling, like a lot of salons, basically, look, we asked them right up front, after the chaos, kind of slapped everybody and said, okay, get your head together, what are we going to do? And we said, all right, what have you always wanted to do that you can't do because your salon is open? Let's get your training game right, let's get all these things right, let's, let's take this welcomed break. Same thing, if you were stuck at home, you're like, what am I going to do? People organize their houses, they started doing all their things, they got in better shape. Like there's, and again, are there people who got fatter and got their COVID-19 or 20? Absolutely. But there's also people that said, hey, I'm going to use this time to, take, to have better time with my family. And it's like, it really depends on the flip that you look at, um, how you chose to look at it, and again, how you still choose to see what you've been dealt with. Because again, you're either like, and I hate to use the like victim or victor mentality, but like you either become a victim of the pandemic or you look at it and you say, how do I make this situation the best possible opportunity for me? I think the other, another way of kind of saying that is like, did you get your, have you been handed an excuse right. yeah. to let everything fall apart? Or have you been handed an opportunity? Mm -hmm. Okay, so to pose this as a question to yeah. to kind of deliver some like some bullet points on, um, because we've seen the same thing. People that we're dealing with, we're, all we're doing is helping them manage the growth that they've had mm -hmm. at this time. Um, and even in the recruitment side, we're you know we're kind of helping them manage what that's going to look like, training, future things like that. So with with the, with the mentality aside at the moment, what were some what were some things that you did to make changes in your salon and with people that you work with and riding on the coattails of the fact that we're still kind of coming off of the wave of that, what are, what are some things you're suggesting people to do now? Way to start. <laughs> well, I would, you know, like whenever it was down, that was the opportunity to say, look, there's a lot of things, what are the things you've always said that you want to do with your business that you just never seem to have time because your business is running? And so go back and really tear down your systems. Look at things like we had a lot of people put in uh, salon scale. Of course, we put a different twist on salon scale, where it turned into a totally that walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's duckless. Color is now retail product, and not to come in buy and leave, but with a professional service. But it's a retail product now. Right, like parts so the, and labor on uh, automotive service. The thing Same that, thing Jill was talking about right, yesterday. The thing that they weren't doing that would the thing was doing that part of it because the, so the stylists really weren't getting a win out of bringing salon scale in where you measure your color you know right, it was more work yeah well, and it was like and they were not getting anything extra for it and it's like but the prices are going up and i'm not seeing you know so how do we make where the stylist could win so once we did that and then the stylist started winning uh so now their rts their bonus checks and all went up so they're on board with this whole thing they're making sure. another you know Three thousand to six thousand dollars more a year, doing the exact same thing they were doing before. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So they're Massive. they're like, yeah, this is good. And when on the salon side, you know, RTS jumped by eleven, twelve percent. Uh, and it's and it's, people say, oh, you're just no, it's real numbers because you're charging more. Mm -hmm. and it's going through, and it's and it's in it's in it's in a it's in a retail bonus model right. instead of a commission to the uh, the stylist. And we built a calculator so that you know they could see how it affected the stylist, how it affected the salon, and how it affected the client. Uh, so you, as you changed your numbers, you could see uh, you know, what the end result was. So you can actually change all the numbers right. inside the calculator and see like if you raise your price by this much, how would it impact your percentages and what would be your average ticket, and you just play with the dials. It's kind of cool. Right. 
So before you made your change, you could do it. And there's a few things, like if you had an additional color charge that was commissionable, you had to still have uh, additional service charge, and then you had the product added onto it. But, I mean, it's very doable, very, you know, and so we, the, you know, let's, let's get that put in there, because that's gonna yeah, make a difference. That was a, a huge difference. move. That one move added, in our early estimates, it was between 100, or it was between 25 to $100,000 in new profit to salons, awesome. that one move. Yeah. And so what started happening is, even though salons were at similar numbers yeah, to maybe 2019, profit. no profit, profit, yeah, profit, that's what we're saying, is like all of a sudden, now these salons that might be doing the same amount of cash that they did the, the year previously, like total gross sales, all of a sudden had more profit and we're like, wait a second, we're in a better position cash wise, cash on hand, than we were last year with just that one move. That was a, that was a huge move yeah. uh, that was done inside our, our One of the things we did really start focusing more on profit because you know, this industry struggles with that. You know, Everybody, everybody brags on their salon by sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and we actually have a, a, a yeah, three a million, million dollar salon. Well, we and have I make a, fifty bucks inside of our organization. <laughs> we have one that's a three million dollar salon. They've got a couple locations. Uh, the salon owner gets into a lot of gets a lot of media, a lot, yeah, lot of coverage, yeah. all stuff. Yeah. It had one and a half to two percent profit. Wow, very well done. And it's like so. We've got people that are What's at a, that are a million dollars, right? That are doing double, triple, eighteen percent. So the million dollar salons crushing them right. in profit take home. So now that we've got people where when people come in to us, they're usually like two to six percent profit in that range. We so 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 this during the pandemic, we really want to get serious. We really ramp this up and get people start. We start doing you know, promoting profit first. You know, have people you know, let, let's get that over there. Yeah, that's first. a big change. Get, we had to profit first. Yeah, getting during them the to, pandemic. Getting them to understand that actual system. Yeah. So I mean, there's some people like so we we're friends with Mike McCallowitz. He's the guy who wrote Profit First. There's people who like license his stuff. We're just friends with him. We don't license his stuff. So just to clarify, you can go to his stuff. But um, that was a big thing. Is that we started getting people to set up their accounts right and start to really pay attention to it because you what ends up happening is we just have a giant pool of money you just think you have a giant pool of money as opposed to start allocating it and so we we had a lot of our clients start to implement profit first just with a one percent profit allocation and now all of a sudden people are starting to pull out five ten fifteen percent well get, get them to understand having that conversation what do with of terry and jenny dude what, have them start take just like, right really have them just do. read the book like it's just one of the best things have them read the book and, and say, you just ease into it profit. you ease Huge. into it yeah, it's like you don't you don't go to that full system right off the bat uh, but one is just getting people to understand what real profit is because people come in and you know, it's like, oh yeah, we're, it's like, we make 20% profit. And then you actually get in the conversation. It's like they're, they're taking quote unquote draws, but that's the only pay they're pulling out of the business. Right, right. That's the only pay they're it's like you're not paying out. yourself behind the chair. You're not, themselves. right, right. Right, but you got, well. So now then the, the deal yeah. is, is we've gotten to the point, you know, people come in two to 6%. Yeah. So now then we've got people that are anywhere from 12 to 28% profit. And, the, yeah. and then that's a massive difference. But that's one of the reasons well, that we can do- Well, it'll change their lives. And right. this is the thing, right? That's why so, we can do higher octane. Right, yeah. We do all those things that, that really change it. So like we talk about what are the four profit centers you can take, or what are the four areas that you can take out money from a salon. So you have your behind the chair income, you have your owner and manager's income, and then you have your profit distribution that comes from the salon that says that you're gonna do it. Now, a lot of salons talk about, I take out profit. What they really mean is, I don't take any money behind the chair, but I take a flat rate. There's all this drama. And then the fourth income generator inside the salon is when you actually own the building and you pay 
pay yourself rent, right? So it's a whole different conversation. You gotta pay yourself regular rent and all those things. But those are really four areas that as a salon, you gotta look at how do I make money in each of those four categories and how do I turn up, do I wanna turn up my behind the chair income? Or do I wanna turn up my manager income? Do I wanna turn up my profit? Do I wanna start taking money as real estate? Like, how do I turn this business into four ways for me to make money? And I think the illusion is, is that people talk about this money like it's all one big pot. Right? So 7% of salons in the U.S. make money, uh, 7% make money, 20% break even, and the rest of them go backwards because they don't understand those four profit centers. And so we've been on this big focus on talking about how do we create profitable salons. That's been our number one thing. We have a Facebook group called uh, Profitable Salon Owner. We're creating a publication called Profitable Salon. And so like, as we're developing all these different tools, the question becomes, do you want to look successful? Or do you want to look successful and actually be successful? Because I think the industry, because people are so good at making themselves look good, they're, they're looking good as a salon owner, right? I run a $3 million salon, multiple locations. It's like basically everybody's got extensions for their business in their numbers. You know what I mean? Like everybody's slapping an extension and going, look at how cool I am. But really at the end of the day, they're not. And I think we, you know, we run, uh, the other thing we implemented was a new uh, tracking system that shows all of our salons in comparison to each other so they can actually see what's possible. And so many people inside our program look at the comparables, because we have hundreds of salons inside our program now, and all of a sudden they can go, well, wait a second, I didn't know it was possible to hit 18% profit. Or we have people who had RTS numbers of like, we have 40 and 50% RTS before wow. salon scale, yeah. right? So it's insane, and like this is what happened in the beginning, we actually just had to adjust our numbers because we initially had a scale that like 30, 40% was the top of the top. We had to lift the scale because people came in and started showing us 40%, and then the average person inside our salon that was at 10, 15% is all of a sudden at 25 now. And they're like, ah, oh, 25 is normal, what else you got? Because they'd all been told by the brands that if you're doing 15, you're yeah, oh, you're 10, killing 15%, it, 10 you're doing retail. good. You're not gonna do any more than that, don't worry about that. It's like, so don't worry about the most profitable part of your business. It's so crazy. It's like so, and that's so, it, it's shifting those minds. So it was good that when we took that breather, People had time to get on. We, we upped the number of trainings that we were doing during that time, and we got real clear about how can, what systems can we revamp, how can we get people understand what profit is and come to focus on profit, and it's not a dirty word. It's so, okay, and it's like, but if you want people to buy into your business, it needs to be a profitable business. And that's why I tell them, it's like, look, if you are a stylist in your, in your salon, then pay yourself like any other stylist in your salon. If you're a manager in your salon, pay yourself like you'd pay any other manager in your salon. And then let's talk about profit. It's like, because that way you've created those buckets and someone else replaces you in those areas, that money's already there, it's already allocated. It's like, so, but if you never want to sell your salon and it just dies when you die, that's a different story. Then, you know, suck it all out, you know, without paying any payroll tax and do all that stuff and buy all of your own stuff from Sam's uh, for your house and play those games. So you want to play the big game? Or do you want to play that game? It's it, yeah. either one's fine yeah, with me. Yeah, you can do either one. Right, you can do either one. It's just like, but don't don't be the illusion that if you're doing this one that you're ever going to be this one. Right. Yeah. Because right. if you're doing the, I'm taking most everything and avoiding all the uh, Let's talk about payroll that tax for a second, actually, because you just blew through that pretty fast. You know, and when <laughs> all you these say, are like two-hour conversations. Well, yeah. yeah, and when you start to talk with a salon owner initially they're always afraid to show you their numbers, partially because mm -hmm. you know they're paying their car payment, you, you know they're buying shit for the house, you know, yeah. on their, okay. We're sorry. Yeah, we got yeah, a couple, whenever we, a couple can, whenever we got it. Uh, we already know they're doing this, this mafia style, uh, mm -hmm. you know, lifestyle. How, how, do, how does somebody start to unpeel that? Like, what are the pros and cons of, of kind of doing that lifestyle and how does somebody start to unpeel it and be a real business? Because so, 
The word profit, I think 90% of salon owners don't even know what that really means. Right. Oh, they don't? No, it, it comes up all the time. We always ask, what's your profit? And people give us a random number, and then we ask them some uncovering questions, and it's wrong. And then we want them to report it, and they're like, okay, I'm really not sure how to figure that out. Yeah, it always comes up. Here's what I would say. When you know better, you do better, okay? So I come from uh, a family family business, and my family, I don't think they've ever made more than like two, $300,000 a year in a business. And, and so I say that because that's what most businesses do. Maybe two, two, three hundred thousand dollars. Like that's, that's pretty good sized business for most people. Most people don't make it to a million dollars. And I think the deal is when you're at that size, you can get away with a heck of a lot of things that the government doesn't care about because you're small time to them. But when you start making half a million and a million dollars, the IRS is in your business because now you're something they need to pay attention to, right? That might be changing with the current administration rules. They're trying to climb into everybody's wallets, but well, that's a whole different conversation. Okay. Um, it's just, I mean, I just saw the banking notice Today, that are trying to look at everybody's bank because so many, so many people are doing gig work and it's going to wreck the salon industry. Yeah, right, yeah. Is people who are independent who are not paying their bills are going to get savaged no, because getting, yeah. they're trying to climb into people's bank accounts. Yeah. Separate discussion. Yeah, anyway, totally. number one, when you know better, you do better. So when you go, hey, I was running my car payment today. Well, look, that worked when you were small, but it's not going to work to get you there. So here's what I think it creates an artificial ceiling, the cheating and the like, you know, shenanigans that you do. It creates an artificial ceiling that keeps you below that two, three hundred thousand uh, dollar mark because you can't grow out of it. Now, there are are businesses that hit half a million and a million that are doing weird things with that. But I'll tell you what, it's preventing them from going to the two and three million dollar mark because they're trying to take money out early in different ways. It doesn't work. So we, we developed this whole system called a roadmap that actually shows people what do you need to do at 200,000? What do you need to do at 300,000? What do you need to do at five? And then at a half a million? And then you know, how do you keep growing as you go through it? And it talks about how do you start untangling those because we just tell people if you're going to cheat and lie and do all those things, don't hang out with us. Cause we're right, not and some of that's not it. necessarily cheating and lying. Yeah, it's like it just if I'm just trying to the lines are blurring. Uh, well, you may not know. Well, a lot of yeah. a lot of CPAs but will tell you, you know, why you are you paying yourself on a paycheck? You right. should be paying yourself a minimal minimal amount. Take the rest as draws. Yeah. Right. And it's like because they're trying to avoid the the, the payroll, payroll taxes. taxes. Well, that's legal, but it's not it's not the bigger game. Yeah, it's, they're it's, coaching you to play small. Right. is part of the problem. Right. And it's like you know, so it, your car payment. Okay, if you use your car a lot for business, your car payment can come out, but your accountant needs to be allocating a percentage of what percentage is that as business, what percentage is personal. So the personal part has to come out on your taxes as a form of income. Uh, and then the, the buying stuff from Sam's, just don't do that. Because if you ever want somebody to buy into your, then they're gonna think, well, you always bought stuff for your house at Sam's, so right. when we go to Sam's, yeah. I'm gonna get yeah. my shopping list done. And that's the whole thing, you wreck it. And you, yeah. you can't measure what your true profitability is when you're playing those games behind the scene. Right. Um, so that's why I say, if you're doing something inside the business, pay yourself just like you were working for you. Because you yeah. are working for you. It's like profit is something you don't work for. It's something that's generated that is a reward for risk. So you can get that part in your mind right. It's like so that, and that's what you want other people to buy in and get them to understand. So now I've got a group of profit-minded people working for me. At first, they're going to try to turn off lights everywhere, and that's yeah, not really right, the. Right, but, so they've yeah, got to right. educate them on what are the true drivers. So how do we create more income and how do we create more efficiencies? And so when you get a group of people working that way, then you really see profitability jump up. Yeah, I, I think it's just, it really becomes that game of when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. And you got to learn what are those things. I mean, I did a lot of that stuff in the very beginning too as I've run other businesses because you're like, you yeah. get bad advice, you get real advice. But this is the best t advice I could give you. Know when you outgrow your CPA. Yeah. 
and so many people start with a CPA. Like I remember, I had a call with my CPA. We were it's probably their in the neighbor, like, it's their sister yeah, it was like a guy yeah, I met in yeah, a BNI yeah, group, you know. Right. And yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, I did half a million dollars in sales, and then I grew to like, I grew to seven fifty. My BNI accountant destroyed me. Right. I well, told you the story yesterday. Dude, and this is the thing: is he was a great accountant until I hit seven fifty, and then I hit a million, and then growing, and all of a sudden, like, at, when I was at about a million dollars, I called him up, and I was like. I was like, hey man, I'm really sorry about I'm working with another accountant. You know what he said to me? He was like, dude, I thought you outgrew me like two years ago, but I didn't want to say anything. Uh, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, why would you? It. Come on, man. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I honestly was having a really hard time keeping up with you because uh, you were my largest account. And I was like, that's dangerous. Yeah. So now the guys that we work with are, work with people that make like a million dollars profit a year. Right. That's who we're working with, which is way more than us. We're not making that much. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's who you should yeah. be working with because yeah. they're starting to create strategies for us that will get us to that level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And to your point, like whenever you clean up some of these things inside your business, you're going to take a little bit of a hit because yeah. you are now paying payroll taxes that yeah. you weren't paying yeah, on totally both sides. Right. And you know, so and you're, you're now having to buy your stuff from Sam's post tax instead of yeah. pre tax. Yeah, sure. So, but if you want to play the bigger game, take that hit, make that adjustment now, mm -hmm. so yeah. that then you can get you get a much bigger reward. You're stopping yourself from the reward by trying to get those small savings now. Yeah. Yeah. You're stealing a big pot of money from yourself in the future. Yeah. So you just got to make that decision. Awesome. How do we find you guys in final thoughts? Yeah, um, you can find us, uh, you can go find our free group, our Profitable Salon or Facebook group. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and about anything else at High Performance Salon or highperformancesalon.com. Um, you can stock any of our stuff there. Um, final thoughts would just be, if you play a small game, then you will stay small. If you start playing the big game, you will become big. I think a lot of people think, well, I'll just do this for now. But the do it for now becomes 20 years. <laughs> I just don't want people to stay there, so that's what I'd say. Yeah, and I'd say it, it is the big game, the little game, and also say you've also got to invest in you, yourself and your company. You've got to be part of a group. You've got to be part of something uh, where you're getting more than just what's in your head. Yeah. Because you start, you start getting in your head and your little thing, you're going to tell yourselves that just aren't true, and you're going to start believing things that aren't true. They're going to become facts when they're actually myths. Uh, so getting with other people, learning from other people's mistakes, I think you move much quicker when you're connected with a group than you do by trying to run alone. So whatever group you decide to join or whatever, yeah. I just, it, it, yeah, let's do that so that we all can do better so we raise the way that people see this industry. Uh, tell me the name of your salon and barbershops again. Mine are the Penton House Salon and the Penton House Barbershop and the Penton House Hair Studio. So we've got three. Cool. Just yeah. so I have it for the... Yep. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Always good.